It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast 40 for 40 Bold Previews. You are truly blessed and oh so sensuously so because this is the quiet storm edition for the citrus bowl oh the citrus bowl what would your quiet storm nickname be ryan you know the quiet storm being the r&b love making music format popular through much of the 90s and into the 2000s even still extant now uh usually people had a name what would your name be well you've you've seen a picture i mean most people i assume at this point know what i look like and mm-hmm. how how pallid how pallid my skin is. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. Swim. I'm gonna go with black ice. <laughs> I think you're more of a freezing fog. <laughs> I, I I was I was gonna go to winter storm pleasure. Either that or dew point. It's up to you. Do- <laughs> Ooh. Johnny, yeah, John- you have doe eyes. John Ronnie, I'm gonna call you Ronnie Dew Point. Ronnie Dew Point. <laughs> Jason, you got one for uh, for who? For you. You can't give yourself a storm okay, name. Do you have one for Holly then? Because we were really struggling to come up with one for her. Yeah, it's easy. Squally. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh, DJ low pressure front. <laughs> I, I like that one. That's good. What's your uh, What's yours then? Fine. Yeah. Uh, mixed. Wintry mix. Yeah, well, no, it's the wintry mix with Surly Frost. That's how we intro the show. The human tumbleweed. The human tumbleweed. The, the wintry tumbleweeds mix. are like light and lofty. Okay. Like if you made an adamantium tumbleweed. The sticky tumble. The dense tumbleweed. It'd be <laughs> the neutron yeah. tumbleweed. The neutron tumbleweed is actually the, the, amazing. 
It's the doesn't tumbleweed. Ooh, my would be, my, the tr- uh, wait no no guys the trundle weed oh i thought you were gonna say fat gambit no the trundle weed <laughs> I, I i was gonna go with thunder snow rollins as my name thunder I snow rollins fat gambit. i don't know why i'm trying <laughs> the citrus bowl features louisville versus oh, lsu fat gambit. all right yes fat we'll go straight we'll go straight from fat gambit into the most Gambit-esque coach currently coaching in FBS. That would be Ed Ogeron, who we have to pretend we like now, right, Holly? Apparently, he's not a trash person, so that's interesting. But it's it's funny, he's... Oof. Shrug off all those Katrina stories, and man, this is one of the least repellent redemption stories this year. Oh, hey, Bobby Petrino! Look at that! I thought you were going to go Kiffin. Lane Kiffin with that, but yeah, no, we we, we got Kiffin, but Kiffin I, is already short. He's already short circuited his can't own even make jokes about what Lane Kiffin said. Yeah, we will get to that, or not. That's fine too. Um, or not. Yeah, we don't have to until until the title game podcast, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, the mm-hmm. what I like about LSU's approach to this bowl already. So a lot of bowls have competitive eating contest between the teams we mentioned the hot chicken contest for the music city bowl and of course there's the beef bowl for the rose um but lsu just went out on their own and was like yeah we want to eat a shitload of wings please is there is this like a spirit thing nah just sort of just want to cram as many chicken parts into our bodies as possible thank you i'd like to hear coach o describing this like well, we just, we just decided to challenge ourselves. The only man who can out-eat a Louisiana man is a Louisiana man. <laughs> I, fi- I figured the angel got a wing. Why not Coach O get 18 wings at once? Every time you hear the bell, total- Coach O go to eat another dozen wings. Now, mind you, the total number, as reported by a Buffalo Wild Wings manager, of wings eaten by the LSU football team in the Citrus Bowl wing bowl ahead of the matchup with Louisville was 4,000. 4,000. Followed by the quote of Ed Orgeron saying, after asked how many wings did Ed Orgeron eat, quote, a lot. I like wings, unquote. <laughs> Do you think he ate the bones? Oh, no question. Well, that's think, a nugget. I think if you slathered it in buffalo sauce, he'd eat swimmies. <laughs> <laughs> that's delicious. That's roughage. it go right through you. To Ed Ogeron, any food is a nugget as long as he believes in himself. Any food is a nugget. How many of you worked in the restaurant industry, though? Me. Okay, so you did. Jason, did you get any experience? Briefly, yeah. Okay. What leads you to believe that a restaurant manager would accurately report any number, much less the number of wings eaten? Ooh, fair. Yeah, no, they're lying about everything all the time. They're really busy microdosing on ketamine. (laughs) The number... The number came from LSU, didn't it? Are, are no. they trying to make themselves sound more big and powerful? It came from the B. It, it came from the BW three owner, right? It came from the Buffalo Wild Wings manager, which leads me to believe. Did you already have that, one podcast about bulls trying to get rid of remaindered food. <laughs> welcome to Orlando. Welcome to Orlando. That's what this, that's that's what this entire here, right? system Remain- is about. Orlando is about remaindered people eating remaindered food. So I have two oh. questions. Um, first. Of the 4,000, how many of those wings do you think were dangerously undercooked? Mm, I'd say at least 500. Okay. 40%. Okay. Well, those are two very different answers. Um, 
question two, how badly do you feel for the hotel staff that had to go into those rooms to change the linens the next day? We're back. We just got through Gary Patterson at Taco Bell. We're no, going to go back. This is a different thing. This is a different thing. This is not about sweats. It's about farts. It's about young be a, intestines. Be a Great. Grown up. Oh, it, it was it was like, Gary Patterson's farts that oh, um I, that I did thought, it, Ryan. That I, got, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should steer clear of this or Holly will drop out abort, of the podcast. Abort. Fine. Abort. We'd like her to stay because otherwise we got to recut this. You don't want that. It's more work for you. Oh yeah, because I clearly put a lot of work into it. More than us, buddy. Yep. Good night. There is that. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Todd Grantham? I'd love to talk about big, big old Let's dumb Todd Grantham. Farts. That sounds better. <laughs> that sounds more palatable than Todd Grantham, who's like a living fart. I bet you could bait him into eating the bones as some sort of toughness thing. I don't I, think very hard. I mean, I don't like to come out and just say that you don't like somebody or think somebody's a total idiot. Man, I think Todd Grantham would just I think he'd drown if you left him like right side up in the rain. Like I I do not think this is a bright man at all. He's just he's just always looking for trouble is the thing. Like it no, always, I, it feels like everything Todd Grantham does is an opportunity to display his masculinity. Well, you know, Todd Grantham, when you talk about how badly they were beaten, like I was at that Houston Louisville game. And it is so predictable because when they start to get frustrated, he calls plays emotionally. Like, if I'm just watched, sitting... You've actually watched the other staff key onto this. Like, no! I've watched the other staff own his emotions. I've watched the other staff capitalize on his dumbness. Like, on his inherent dumbness. It's like watching somebody collapse at a blackjack table. Where they're like, like boy, I... that was a bad beat there. Oh, hit on 18. Oh, uh, Jesus, <laughs> double down. Oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you throwing chips? I was also at that Houston-Louisville game, and I'll be honest, I came there to see if Todd Grantham would fight another coach on the field, which is all I'm ever interested in when I'm at a game involving Todd Grantham. Watching Tom Herman's staff playing I'm Not Touching You Can't Get Mad from across the (laughs) sideline was equally satisfying on an emotional level. Holly, we will not name names, but people in the writer's booth, right, in the press box said, oh, yeah, oh, right. on Hold the other on. side of you from the outlet we'll, we will not name. Like, right before they went on the field, was like, oh, here comes this play. Yeah, they were like, here come the emotional blitzes. <laughs> A-gap blitz. A-gap blitz. A-gap blitz. Every time. I will sack you until my father loves me. <laughs> exactly. It's like the, the 14-year-old on Madden who his options are rage quit, punt block. And he just <laughs> leans on the ladder. Yeah, oh, Grantham is the guy who his like his reaction to the game not going his way isn't the controller's no good. It's you know if I scream loudly enough, I can reverse the polarity of the Earth on its axis. I I will say this every time he has mentioned this is the man who was yes hired by Jim Mora, Jim Mora Senior. Strike one. This way. is the man who Mark Richt called a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do to get the pastor to call you a dumbass? Like, that's the thing. Can you imagine what actually must have transpired for Mark Rick to be pushed that far? Like, yeah, heard. I mean, this is the dude who gave the choke sign to Chaz Henry before Chaz Henry kicked the winning field goal in the 2010 Florida Georgia game in a oh, real great moment. It's not good at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and God, I, 
Hang on, I just this just fell into place for me because I forgot we were still talking about the same game. Todd Grantham and Ed Ogeron on the same field, huh? Oh, oh boy, oh boy! I, I got was- money on it. Yeah, man, it, Todd. Yeah, this is this is it. Louisville's defensive coordinator. In summary, he ain't bright. I'm willing to say that publicly. I'm like, I'll challenge him to Jeopardy, and he'll finish lower than Wolf Blitzer, right? <laughs> Daily double. We're not even playing. Just do it. <laughs> he thinks a daily double is a raisin cream pie smashed into an oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> it's got protein. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, remember, kids. You know, hire from the NFL. Hire hire coaches the NFL experience because they're obviously brilliant, like Todd Grantham. Especially if they've coached for the Browns. Whoo, man! You do get to watch Lamar Jackson play quarterback here which i know about god but i believe in lamar jackson correct and i'm willing to say this too i think it's still going to be kind of a tough road to hoe for him uh lsu they they have their usual arrangement of swamp monsters out there and the closest team in terms of like sheer talent that they've faced this year houston and houston if you go back they they, they sacked lamar jackson 11 times louisville's but offensive he, line kind of a mirage at times Either Houston or FSU. No, that'd be Houston. We're talking similar to LSU's talent. Mm, no, no, no. Houston was above Florida State. Just gonna put Pretty it in much. there. Okay, okay. This is a yeah. this is a Gator podcast. No, no. Seriously, I've I have no reptile in this fight, and I saw this in person. Yeah, Ed Oliver's better and than you anyone. You know how I hate it. agreeing with Spencer. Ed Oliver's a goddamn kaiju. He's he's a he's a magnificent human being. My if my sons watched him, they'd be better men for seeing him. He's yeah, absolutely amazing. So uh, LSU in this game also playing without Leonard Fournette. This was the source of some micro controversy where people attempted to say, "Oh well, he should he should play for his team." After literally, I don't know, bowing out of every other collective agreement in their lives. Insisting that a stranger would do this. Was it uh, um, was it Ryan Anderson for Alabama who talked about this today? Am oh, I, I don't that? know. So uh, Jason will know if I'm getting that wrong. But it was an Alabama player who was asked about the topic of players missing bowl games. And he sort of gives this quizzical look to the reporter who asked this. And he's like, you know, not to be rude, but we're kind of in the playoff all the time. So it's not really an issue for us which i think is the best answer to this of like hey are you mad that your team your players are not showing up for bowl games maybe you should have made the playoff where they would have felt like it was worth it <laughs> it's so simple he also he, he also referred to all other bowl games as the birmingham biscuit bowl that's right and the uh new orleans crawfish bowl yeah it's kind of a dr manhattan kind of answer like <laughs> all you have to do is make the playoff I don't understand why you don't just do that. Who? What? What team? What team doesn't do that every year, Dave? I mean, shit. I even Iowa almost did it. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> love. Growing up under Pat Summit's rule is why I feel like I get along with these people more than maybe I otherwise should because it's like, well, I don't really pay attention to the tournament until the Elite Eight because. That's the baseline. That's when. Yeah. That's yeah. If if you didn't make it that far, were you and in the tournament at all? Fact wondering in years whether they deserve it or not. Well, what do you mean they're not a one seed? Well, they lost. You know, sixteen. Games. 
well, what do you mean they're not a one seed? Yeah, that's with, with this game, by the way, when you're dealing with what I think is a team that's overmatched at the lines, but has a superior quarterback and a team that has superior lines. But uh, yeah, a running back. This this will be a deeply unsatisfying game to watch. Like I don't think anyone's going to enjoy what happens in this game, uh, provided that I don't know they get to like twenty four to twenty in the last like four minutes of the game. But uh, otherwise, this feels like a fairly even match with some serious discrepancies within that even matching, right? Equaling kind of a frustrating game that you probably don't want to watch until someone bird dogs you, right? Like, go on Twitter. We'll, we'll tell you if something's interesting. So you're saying it's like watching some a, a group of men eat 4,000 wings. At first, you're like, oh, man, this is something. Then by the end, you're just like, oh, just please stop. Mm, but there might be some spectacular vomiting and uh, fumbling of fumbling of the ball, so to speak, in the last two to three minutes. Greasy fingers.